Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. We have spoken about in previous episodes all about planning and vision and getting to know your child and getting to know other students and using the welcome letter and the enrollment form that you can head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. Utilize those resources. We use the introductory packet. We've got our vision laid out. We've had our summer set down and we're still wondering what to do for curriculum. Maybe you've already chosen your curriculum. That's awesome. If you've not chosen your curriculum, guess what? That's awesome too. I'm right here going, me neither. And I feel confident in that and I feel proud. I have ordered A few little things here and there, which I'm excited to share with you why I've chosen them, but that's not the episode for today. I'm going to share with you the two major curriculum mistakes that I have made in my years of having micro schools. Now, I don't want to say they're mistakes and that I would have done it all differently because there is a reason why they were mistakes. There's a reason why I chose them. And for every season, we make different choices. So no pressure. You're probably going to make a mistake with curriculum. You're only human. I'm probably going to mistake make a mistake even this year after having it well thought out and having done everything that I was supposed to do. I may still make a little mistake. Guess what? It's okay. I'm getting better and better and better better, okay? Better and better. We're making progress here. But I want to share with you my two major mistakes, not saying that they, these might be major wins for you, but I'm going to share with you why they were mistakes. I'm going to share with you the curriculums that I chose and why they were mistakes for me. And I hope that it will help you gain some clarity and some peace in your decision making as well, because choosing a curriculum, it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you energy. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you space. So let's get into what I have chosen in the past, why I chose them, and why I'm changing directions for the future. Let's get into it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, everyone, and I just want to remind you because it's so critical, clarity is everything, and I love my teacher friends and I love my parents so much that I want to offer you a summer sale on our clarity coaching where you and I get together, I give you three goals and priorities, I listen to you, I brainstorm with you, we get you on the right path, whether it's in building your micro school, whether it's refining and tuning in your micro school to make it even better 
better, whether it is starting as a teacher and knowing that you want to build a micro school in the year to come or years to come and how you can prepare effectively, or maybe you're a parent and you're starting to homeschool for the first time. Guess what? I'm here for you as well. I definitely, this is not just a therapy session where we just sit across from each other and have a little chit chat. Of course, you're going to feel like it's a therapy session because you're going to gain clarity but I want you to be able to walk away with action steps. After you gain the clarity, get yourself some action steps, get moving, get going, because setting an indecision, setting there stuck, it's awful. It's awful. And it can feel quite, to be honest with you, I'm going to be totally, totally honest with you. It can feel selfish because we set in fear, doubt, disappointment, discouragement, uncertainty. And it's all about me, 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 and I can't figure it out. And how am I going to do it? Trust me, I've been there before. I get there myself. And the moment that I find myself spiraling, I'm like, I'm being so selfish right now. I'm not even asking anybody to help me. I just think that I can figure this out on my own. And I'm just causing myself to not be of service to other people because I'm just sitting here selfishly trying to figure it out on my own. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm just pointing fingers at you and making you say that you, making you sound like you're selfish, okay? But we're self-involved and we create self-inflictions because we cannot get out of our own head. So I'm here to help you because I am an advocate for being able to help people Put your financial resources to good use. Get a return on your investment. What you could have for an hour of clarity and action steps to lead you on for weeks, months, maybe even a year in advance. You could do that getting your hair highlighted or you could do that for less than an hour massage. Let's get to it. Okay, let's get to it. I've had to do this myself. I have invested myself and I wouldn't have, I I wouldn't have never gone. I would never be where I am today if I would not have invested. So if you're feeling like this is a little bit too out of your league, then head on over to our Start Your Micro School group. It's on Facebook. Head on over to Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business and start getting plugged in and getting your answers there. That's at least the first thing that you can do. If you're ready for the next step, go to www.teachersletyourlight shine.com slash coaching. Now in today's episode, I'm going to share with you right now, what was it that I did that was a major mistake? Okay, well in preparing your micro school or homeschooling experience, the curriculum you choose is so important. Like I said, it's your time, your energy, your resources, your space, your joy, and decision fatigue is a real thing. Age levels differ. If you're running a micro school, you might not have the same age levels. Prior to this episode, I have discussed planning and what I want to share, my personal experience with curriculum planning so that you can prepare accordingly. So head on over, listen to those episodes. We all have our own vision for homeschooling and building a micro school. So the way that I have set mine up is going to be different than yours, but I'm just here to share my experience. What curriculum do you choose? Well, I get this all the time. So from these two mistakes, I hope they will help you make a wise decision. I'm going to share with you what happened my first year, my second year, the two different curriculums, the mistakes, and how I'm preparing differently. I don't want these to be your same mistakes, but they may not, but they may be. But guess what? It's okay. You're going to get better. And you're like, oh my gosh, I remember Mackenzie telling me that and she felt the same way. Okay, now I'm going to get better because no matter what, you can avoid certain things, but there are some situations as you're just starting out, you're going to make mistakes, but the goal is to just get better and better. Okay. Number one, what curriculum did I use my first year? 
oh gosh, well, I started my micro school so quickly that I had I, I did not even know like what other homeschooling resources were out there. I did not know what curriculum to choose. I didn't even know if I was going to do it the second year. I didn't know if parents, you know, wanted me to make sure that I stuck with the standards because I thought, well, I might just do this for a year and then everybody goes back into public school because it was in the midst of the pandemic. It happened so quickly. Yes, I had a vision, but it was rough. It was PC. It was choppy. It was post-traumatic stress disorder from COVID. And I started with what I had always known. I went and I got the Go Math. And I went and I bought the Ready Books from iReady Curriculum Associates. And about halfway into the school year, I was like, this is awful. I hate this. This is exactly what I did not want to do. I feel like I am recreating public school in my house and this is terrible. I don't like it. Not only did I purchase that curriculum, but I still had my account through my school system and they had an online um, teacher's resource where they had all the lesson plans ready for you. So you had to like go through, it was called a framework. So you went through and you printed out all the lessons and they were teacher created lessons. And I printed them all out. My office looked like a disaster. It looked like an explosion of papers. I was had papers everywhere of different frameworks and different things to teach. And I was trying to follow the state standards and I had all different age levels. And it was just, it was just awful. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. I don't ever, ever recommend that. Then I started creating my own unit lessons, which I highly enjoyed, but it was a lot of decision fatigue because I had not prepared in the summer beforehand. I just went and got the curriculum and I just started out trying to teach the state standards because I thought that's what the parents wanted. And guess what? They didn't even care. They just wanted their kids to be safe. They just want their kids to enjoy learning. They just wanted them to have some normalcy in the midst of a chaotic world. But because I didn't have a really great enrollment process, because I didn't have an awesome introductory packet like I have now, because I didn't have a welcome letter where the kids got to talk to me, I had no idea. I was just pulling things out of midair and trying to make it work. But guess what? No shame in my game and no shame in your game either because if you're doing this for the first time and you're going, oh my God, that sounds awful and I'm going to change my mind, don't. Because guess what? I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad that I showed up and I'm so glad that I did it messy because you know what? You're going to show up and you're going to do it messy too. And you need to know that you're not the only one who builds a micro school messy at first. Okay. I'd like to see somebody tell me that they have done it so perfectly because we all have our strengths. We all have things that we have worked on that need to continue to be polished and refined. And so don't even go there. It's okay. Now I will say curriculum is my jam. I love teaching. I do love teaching and our kids still grew, but they didn't grow because I got the best curriculum. They grew because of the relationships. They grew because we started individualizing instruction. I got my mom, my step, not my stepmom, I've got my mother-in-law over here. She started helping me in the morning times and it was awesome. And guess what? My writing was off the hook. I love teaching writing. I did not have a curriculum for writing, but we did writer's workshop and I did journal writing. And I think those kids grew more in writing and most importantly, they loved writing. Hello, can I get a heck yeah? Woo, that was awesome. So if we can definitely get our kids inspired, what a win. 
what a win. And so I did do journal writing and I did do journal writing the second year and I will do journal writing the rest of my life because of the power that comes from journal writing. Um, I also used science workbooks my first year. I hated that. That was awful. There was no like consistency. There was no continuity. I was trying to make up labs and experiments on my own. That was awful. That was decision fatigue at the wazoo. Social studies units, I was trying to create all that on my own again. Total decision fatigue. But I did use Gather Around my first year. And that was the best, most fun that we had had. We studied Europe. And the kids loved it. However, I was trying to go the cheap route because once I had already blown the budget for my curriculum, which that's a no-no, now I've gotten an amazing system in place, a profit-first system, making sure that I got all of my finances squared away. I've not shared that with you yet, but that's coming up. I have a profit-first financial system that allows me to make sure I do not blow the budget with my curriculum. And I did go ahead, I bought the gather round, but I only bought it to be printed. That was another nightmare. I bought one set for my oldest daughter that was in middle school. She loved it. She did the human body with gather around. It's a curriculum for homeschooling. And then it's all differentiated based on age levels. But the rest of the students, I was printing it out and that was just awful. Like I I could have saved myself so much time, ink, paper, everything, just buy it. Don't, don't try to get the digital, oh, don't do it. Then I was trying to hole punch and then I was trying to put it all together. Gosh, this sounds awful. Don't do this. Spend your money wisely. Get it right the first time. If you've got multiple multiple age students, I highly suggest gather around, not as your whole curriculum, but definitely for science and social studies. It's a really great choice. So after that first year experience, there were some wins. There were writing wins. There was gather round wins. There were unit study wins. But I was really like my first year and the decision fatigue behind the whole curriculum debacle, the pandemic, the first time having kids in my house, the first time having a micro school, the first time breaking away from public school. Wow. It was a lot. So I was like, I'm going to go the easy route and I'm going to get myself a box curriculum. And I went to a convention and by golly, that very first booth, they got me, baby. BJU Press, Bob Jones University. And I got everything. I got the science. I got the social studies. But then I was like, oh gosh. And then I got the reading. I got the math. I got the DVDs that go along with it. And then I thought, well, I don't know if that's really going to be enough for writing. So I'm going to go ahead and go over and also get good in the beautiful. Now, I still did not blow the budget. Okay, I did not blow the budget, but I blew my creativity. I blew my space in my house. The amount of books and workbooks and teacher books and DVDs that I hardly used. I think I used them three times because I had to pull out a DVD, put it on my TV, and then if you were in this grade level, you could watch it, but the other grade levels, you couldn't watch it. It was a nightmare. Then I almost said to myself, I'm going to get online learning and do time for learning along with some other hands-on resources. And then I thought, no, just stop. And 
this is you, go back to the earlier episodes, cast your vision, spend time looking over curriculums before you start swiping your card. Now, there are a few that I've already purchased that I am gung-ho definitely going to use and they match my vision. I have my vision laid out from my introductory packet. It's laid out. I have it with me on my desk. I'm always looking at it, going back, does this match my vision? Does this curriculum match my vision? Are the kids going to be able to do this? Are the kids going to be able to do that? When I got with Bob Jones University, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This brings me back to my little school age years whenever I wanted to be a teacher and I got my teacher book and everybody's going to have their own book and they got their own science book. They got their own social studies book and they've got their own workbook, but then there were so many workbooks. So then I was tearing pages out and then I was trying to put them in binders. Then we got papers everywhere. It was just awful. (laughs) Awful. You're probably going, who is this lady and what is happening? Guess what? I am being real with you, okay? And I think the only people who may think that there's a little bit of an easier way is to just say, let's do have them do virtual school or let's have them get on a computer system. But guess what? That's hours in front of a screen that maybe you're okay with and maybe your parents are okay with it. Maybe you've gotten 30, 40, 50 kids and that's your way of managing it. By golly, that is absolutely right for you. But I don't have the space for all of the computers and all of the technology. And I know that as much time as they need, as they have on screens, it's double the time that they need outside running and playing. And that is my mission. I believe in children being outside. I believe in children playing. I believe in children being curious. And I have to make sure that I have a curriculum that allows for that. And having a bunch of workbooks and just going next page, next page, next page, next story, next this, get this. I can't do that ever again. And I sat with my students at the end of the year and I asked them what worked and I asked them what they liked and I asked them what they wanted. And although they were great with the stories that they read and although they loved the science book and and they, they kind of liked the social studies book, they just wanted to have their hands on something. They want to learn about other cultures. They want to learn about geography. They want to learn about places. They want to study animals. They want to study about being outside. They want to do experiments. They want to get their hands messy. They want to have their hands on little objects and count and they want to measure and they want to do these fun little things. They want to watch fun videos. They want to sing. They want to dance. I mean, these are kids and buying a box curriculum, I tell you what, you might as well just put a box all over my head because that is exactly how I felt. And then because it comes with so much, I felt felt like if I wasn't getting to the next lesson or the next amount, I felt guilt. And I ended up having so much curriculum left, which is a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I still have, if I want to pull out the reading book or the science unit, and I want to incorporate a little bit of that next year, I got it because I don't have to worry about the quote unquote grade level. It's all great content. Did my kids still grow? Yes, they still grew. But I would honestly say that I felt as if they grew more just on having the freedom and the flexibility to explore. And what I mean by explore is we set up little learning centers and they had magnets and they had weighing brains and we were learning about the human body and I found videos on vocabulary. And there's, I know that seems like it's a lot to manage and there definitely needs to be some streamlining. But when you get stuck on one curriculum, it's very hard to 
to get your mind out into other places and other territories because you're like, nope, I bought it. I invested in it. I'm going to stick with it. We got this. We're going to, it's all right here. It's grab and go, but it's really not. There were so many components of it that I just ended up feeling guilty. And maybe that's just my personality because I know a lot of people who do, who use BJU Press and they love it. And a lot of people who use a Becca and they love it, but I still felt like I was supplementing and I felt like it was every day just the same old, same old, and I want to offer something different. So what will I choose? Oh, you're in for a treat. Stick around and I'll be sprinkling in what I will be learning and head on over to our Facebook group, Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business. Let us know what kind of curriculum that you're choosing, what you're thinking. There's no shame. Don't worry about other people's opinions because what didn't work for me may really work for you. But I can tell you this, it's because of crafting a vision and really getting to notice students through my welcome letter, through the enrollment form process that I've been able to feel more confident about the decisions that I'm making when it comes to teaching next year. And I hope that you will as well. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.